Sports. Welcome to this episode 129. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey, hey. And this is Bobby, and we're back, you guys, again for another week. All right, guys. So, what do you guys want to start off with? Can we start? Can we start off with something off off topic? Because because I know that I know we like we That's have to what get you right. Usually like doing. Yeah, I know. Yes, I, I know we have to get right to it, but I want to I want to talk about this for for a second. So, um, my life has been filled with bugs over the last week. Um, I was at a, I was at a, a, my, my grandmother's 80th birthday party. Um, and I got eaten alive by mosquitoes. So both my legs are covered. From in, where? Uh, what do you mean from where? Like just, I was just the standing locations? in the front yard, running, standing in oh, the front yard in, in Alhambra. In the house? Really? Uh, no, no, no wow. just like standing in the front yard. And I swear, like, it looks like I have the chicken pox. Jeez. Yeah. It's really bad and it's really uncomfortable. And it sucks. But my nights have also been filled with bugs because I've been playing Spider-Man a lot, like obsessively <laughs> playing Spider-Man. Uh, this morning I, I was on the launched it. Dude, this morning I was on the freeway uh, in my car and I heard sirens, like real life sirens. And I turned. I was like, oh, shit, my spidey sense. I was like, oh, no, wait. <laughs> this is my real life in my car. <laughs> like oh, I've seriously goodness. been trying to plan my day around Spider-Man. <laughs> I haven't launched it yet. Soon, soon, soon. It's I'm pretty so sure. Fun. I'm pretty sure Lewis is like halfway through it already. Um, actually, I think David is further along than I am. Oh, that's but, interesting. But to be fair, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have more side stuff done because in open yeah. world games, like I get told, I, I probably do every side thing possible before. Okay, mission number one, where I'm completely overpowered for the first mission. Yeah. So, oh yeah. When you do the the side missions that you had no business doing, you've uh, learned yeah. now after yeah, like yeah. after like yeah. two or three games, Lewis has finally learned like, oh, okay, let me do some side shit first. No, I've always <laughs> been like that. I've always instead of plowing through. Mission. Oh well, no, the I've, last few last couple games I talked to you, you've plowed through, and you're like, oh, I don't have enough power. Oh no, 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 no! The last couple games that they they were Horizon Zero Dawn. I, I barely got into that, and I plowed through that one because I had to finish before I started Spider Man. Because when yeah. Spider-Man came out, I knew I was going to play that. So I plowed through that. But same thing. By the time I got to any like boss or anything significant, I was extremely overpowered. And then God mm. of War, the same thing. I, I try to get all like the collectibles. And in doing so, like all my health and and my power was just like Man, really high. So like I never naming, died. The, you just naming those games make me just think how behind I am. I'm like behind like five games on you already. <laughs> Well, the other, yes. day, the other day, I was all ready to launch Spider-Man on, on, you know, when it first came out. And it's like, okay, it's got to download 47 gigs. That's 12 hours. I was like, oh, God. Yep. So, I, so I cracked open Destiny, and I started playing Destiny, and I found that I really, really like it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this when I'm <laughs> See, done with Spider-Man. Is, well, the See, new Destiny is, version is way better than the first version that came out three years ago, I believe. But yeah, anyways. yeah. This, I'm, and this is the one I'm playing. And, of course, I, I decked out my character uh, in LA, LA Galaxy colors, like I gave him like the robotic face, but I made him blue oh. with yellow on it, uh, with the star. So I was like, okay, yeah. Now, now it feels like I'm I'm just like repping the galaxy in in the game, you know. So I was like, okay, here we go, open world. Let's start. And and at first, it really does feel like a mindless shooter, and um, and, uh, until I figured out that uh, I don't have to aim for headshots every time, I can just you know shoot. And it'll it'll go in the general direction of like oh this shoot is at their knees. 
there's these I, but there's these weird characters in the game that look like giant hamsters or like they're they're, they're kind of top heavy like they have little heads and big bodies does that remind you of anybody mm, i don't know who like to, like think of like a little head and a just a big bulking kind of i just don't want to walk into it you don't want to walk <laughs> just just tell us what you're thinking <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm shooting a bunch of Siggies. Like, it really does. It's like, oh, Siggy. Siggy. I mean, you know, I, not Siggy the person, just, you know, as a fictional character in, in Destiny. Of course. Of course. <laughs> wow. Just... I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not like Chris Klein, you know, where they mutually decided to shoot, shoot themselves, I guess. Or shoot well, that, <laughs> all right. Well, now that you say that, I mean, we're coming back from we're coming back to a show without a game. We had a bi-week game. It was only four ga- games last week. Um, I don't think there was any. Oh, yeah, there was some West Western Conference teams, um, and we're just coming back on the big news, right? Is it big? I mean, it surprised it's, me. It surprised it, me, but I don't know if it, you know, like it's, here. It's, well, to me, the most surprising thing about this is the timing of everything. Yeah, because why that's, would that's, you do yeah. it with six right games now. left? So here's the yeah. thing. So. As everybody has already heard, Siggy Schmidt has retired. I mean, retired has resigned from the LA Galaxy. <laughs> retired, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I bet you. I I bet you they negotiated that portion of the stepping announcement down to process, the public. The announcement. The announcement to so, the public. Like that. That announcement is like on contract. Like this is what we agreed upon, even though that may not be. Oh, it's absolutely not true. Any 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 word that came out of of that uh, of that that press release is absolutely not true. Um, other than the fact that Siggy is no longer the head coach of the Galaxy. Uh, but yeah, I bet you like that that was the negotiation. Um, Chris Klein probably went to Siggy and said, "Okay, Siggy, listen, we're going to we're we're going to let you go um, if I don't fire you." It doesn't. It look makes it look like I'm not doing anything. So this is me doing something. So we're gonna let you go. And Siggy's so gonna right say, now. "Well, well, you can't let me go. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna quit." And and so Chris Klein says, "You know what? Why don't we say that you retired? That's a good, yeah. That sounds better for everybody involved." And Siggy's like, mm, "I don't think that sounds good for me. Uh, mm. I don't think I don't think retiring is what I did because I still want to be in soccer." So if I retire, I'm not going to take another job. And so, Chris, I'm, I'm sure there was a whole, like, negotiation. I'm, I'm wondering wow. to see what kind of I'm bonus th- got paid out. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really uh, excited about the little movie scene that you put out with all <laughs> dialogue and everything. I mean, we were there. Um, I don't know. I, I, why do, Lewis, why do I have the feeling that Ziggy was like, you know what? I'm out. Because, well, okay, here's the thing. So I, I kind of half agree with you. I think that part. I think he bailed. To believe I think he just he bailed. bailed. Yes. Yeah. And not necessarily because he fell on his sword or he felt he was incapable of doing his job. No. No. Um, I, no I, think, I think he just. I think it was just a big fuck you to the front office. To be perfectly honest, I mean, on the surface, when you're when when the when the club says we we came to a decision that this is the best for both of us, the first thing you think of is, well, you got fired. But we're just gonna let you say face and say that you resigned, or mm-hmm. he was basically forced out. He, but he it also saves face like, for them too. If, if it saves face for them too, if it came, if it came out that he was bailing right. on the galaxy, 
Well, th- that and the fact that if you have to fire yet another coach, you fire yeah. two coaches in two seasons, neither one of them were able to even finish one season, one full season. That also doesn't look good on the front office. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. so I mean, just the fact that he's saying, you need to say that you resigned? And, you know, I mean, he was probably just forced out. But here's the thing. There's a part of me that really has no clue what happened um, in this conversation or this uh, this discussion, quote unquote, because the news broke out Monday morning. We all heard well, none about of us it really do know. Yeah, none, none of us, us really, really do know. know. <laughs> uh, the, the news broke out Monday morning. Uh, uh, apparently, the players also got word of this Monday morning, while Dominic Kinnear heard about it on Sunday. Morning. So it, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. So this must have happened. I mean, it could have been Saturday, it could have been Friday, or even midweek last week for all we know. Wait, but was it before his toast was toasted or prior or after? Because that makes a big difference, guys. I don't oh, know, yeah. that's just how I see it. That's just how I see it. It's like, oh, well, this person at this time, I'm just like, ah, it just happened. You really it happen. just happened. It's funny that you say Dominic Kinnear is like waiting for his toast to toast because like that that's probably like his his Sunday treat <laughs> breakfast you know like that's he, Dominic Kinnear seems like the most boring person on the face of the Aww. planet and like toast is like his big Sunday treat like he's like I'm gonna go I'm gonna spoil myself today I'm having toast. Well, I hope he puts <laughs> butter and jam. I hope he does that at well, least. You're getting you're getting crazy now, Bobby. You're getting crazy. <laughs> butter and jam. Butter and jam. I mean, that's yes. it, that's if he got the U.S. national team job. I think he 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 will allow himself butter and jam. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Butter and jam gets you that ziggy gut. <laughs> <laughs> I think too many broths get you that ziggy. Yeah, gut. too many broths is is the <laughs> among other things. But, but what's no, funny I is mean, that. He, oh, go I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lewis. Go go ahead. Go on. Uh, no, fun. I was going to br- add something insignificant. I was going to say well, uh, Eric Vieira, a uh, friend of the show, Eric Vieira, the Portuguese hammer, posted a video of a guy who kind of resembled Siggy, except he was without the gut, uh, you know, sort of walking by himself. And he, and he made the caption something like, uh, you know, Siggy, Siggy spotted uh, walking by himself and, and muttering to himself. And I noted that I was like, wow, he, he's looking good already. Um, he must have just have carried... Pete by Anderson, he, that little he left in, those in, pounds in behind. Yeah, he left all that weight off his <laughs> off his gut. It wasn't on his shoulders; it was on his gut. I know. I know. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. You've been carrying that weight around for, for that quite a pack. quite a long time. Um. So okay. So so back to the topic at hand. Um. Uh, again, I'm not sure what to believe. Um. Who to believe and how it happened. There's a part of me that really believes that uh, the uh, organization truly wasn't happy with the way things were going. I mean, you had a 6-2 loss in a must-win game. You had 5-0 loss against uh, a team that was catching up to you um, in the playoff race. And um, so in that sense, yes, does Ziggy deserve not to be there? Yeah, probably. Sure. Um, uh, the Ziggy the movement had been in there for, for some time uh, throughout the season. Yeah, but then on the on the other hand, um, you have Siggy resigning. Obviously, he didn't do it because, like as I said, he's not doing it because he stepped aside. Um, someone mentioned health reasons. One hundred percent, that's not the case. Uh, and the reason I know that is what was said in that conference call. Uh, when you're saying that this was a mutual agreement and that we weren't happy with the way things were going, you can rule out health with that one little statement right there. Um, I don't think there would be a long discussion 
Siki goes in. Hey, you know what? Can't do this anymore. Uh, need to cut off the stress. Need to cut off the brats. Need to cut off all this shit. Um, or, um, you know, I may end up six feet under the ground. I have to step aside. You know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. You're in good hands of Dominic Kinnear. FO should say, oh, yeah, you have to do what's best for, for you and your health. There wouldn't be a discussion. Um, so you can rule that out. However, I do feel that Siggy um, was obviously fed up with his bosses. I have to imagine that they were interfering regardless of what Chris Klein says, that he had complete control of the roster. I think if he had complete control of the roster, you wouldn't be seeing Michael Ciani in that lineup. Let's just be perfectly honest. Yep. And, and I think that FO said, look, you have complete control of the roster, but you have to not bench this guy, this guy, and this guy. You can do anything else. Yeah, you can do anything else, but you cannot have this guy and this guy and this guy on the bench. They have to start at all times because there's a lot of money sitting on that bench, and we've been down this road before, and we're not going down that road again. And Siggy, and and I know that people get upset that you know when when things are going bad and you have to blame the coaches or anybody else. Uh, most of the fans believe that they can do a better job. Uh, put them in, and they and they can fix the problem. No, look, the, the coaches obviously have significantly more knowledge than any one of us, but there are still politics involved here. If you're, you know, your boss is hanging over your head, where you have to do something that you know um, is not the correct move, then you know most of the time you're going to have to suck it up, and most of the time your boss is going to be held accountable. Not the case in this one. Not, not the case here with Siggy. He's the scapegoat. Uh, because this front office is not going to take any responsibility for anything that's happening to this organization. And we've seen that time and time again. So Siggy, who wants to stay in soccer, I'm sure he wants to coach another MLS team. I don't know why he wouldn't. I doubt that you'll see him in MLS uh, again. Um, he might go down to USL. Um, but he wants to go, he wants to continue coaching. He wants to be uh, part of the sport still. So you're going to have to explain to your possible future bosses. This situation, like, well, why did you continue to put a guy so good and that everyone sees it? Why are you continuing to do that? Well, I was ordered. I was in a fucked up situation. So he has to explain that. So, yeah, he basically had had to have had odds with Klein, with Vianus, about the, the players that he's allowed to put on the field. And he just said, fuck it. Then I'm gone. That's my scenario. Why do, you think it, why do you think at this point of the season, though, like what comes, what happens is, that just like bo everything boils over? Which is which is what I feel is, like I said, it's very strange. Why do it at this point of the season? Like, why not just write it out and say, fuck it? You know, I'm if I'm Siggy, it's like, well, dude, I'm out, I'm out regardless of 2018. Like we even said this uh, before the season started, like his contract is up at 2000 uh, at the end of the season. Win, win the cup, miss the playoffs. Anything in between, whatever. This was his final season. I don't think he would have signed on. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, he does want to stay in soccer, so maybe he does uh, come back and not leave. Uh, you know, going out on top. But we all knew, or we all felt that this was going to be his last season. So it is a little strange that he wouldn't just finish the last six games and then just let his contract expire and say, "Fuck it, this is no longer my uh, my problem." 
um, if he knew he wasn't well, going maybe, to return in 2019. Also, but, maybe he didn't want to add more losses to his records. I mean, it, well. it, it could be a, a, a number of things. Like I said, I, I think Siggy was in a, an extremely messed up situation. Like Curran Awful, I think he was maybe not as much as an awful, but he was still sort of set up to fail. If if the front office mm. has as much pool um, over this roster, and it begins from the beginning of the season, because from what we've been hearing, why, why sign Zlatan when you've already signed Kamara? There's no reason to sign those two strikers. And if Siggy says, look, at that price, I'm already I would do it any time, well, no well, matter who's, what striker I have at that price. But, but if you're Siggy Schmidt and you're saying, look, I have a game plan and we're going with this particular formation. And we talked about this. We talked about how will this affect the galaxy, either positively or negatively. And one of the negative things is how what formation do you now use with the person now that you've obtained because there are certain players that are not going to be benched. And we went over this. And the only possible way that you can do it is to use a 3-5-2, which would be extremely odd for a team that has an extremely weak defense, put an extremely offensive lineup uh, or formation out there. And look at what happened. So maybe Schmidt knew, like, you know what? He's a good player, but in the system that I'm trying to do, maybe he's just not a good fit. Yeah, the and problems with their games are not the attacking, though. It's always mostly the defense. I mean, Zlatan's the, been the, putting the, the numbers in. He's been scoring on the numbers the games that he's in. So even if exactly he, even, my point. So even, so, so, but I'm saying, even then, even if he had that exact pers- – this, this perfect play – uh, or our ideal that's going through the season, uh, you get the you get this in- amazing player for such a small price. You're gonna take him in, and then it still works for you. It still oh, works no. for you in the right way. Not, but you're but still you're 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 erroring out in all other other aspects of of this game as well. And, and you know? I agree. If you're if you're able to obtain Zlatan for the money that he was bought with, <laughs> if you yeah, ever say no, I to, feel like you're an idiot. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you're gonna have to take that a hundred times out of a hundred. And if you're the yeah. front office, there's no way. That you you can possibly turn that down. I mean, so cheap for that you know that superstar. You have to yeah. do it, and you have yeah. to take that risk. But now, my point in saying, like, look, the, the individual is doing fine. He's scoring goals. He's doing great. But as you said, it hurts everywhere else. Now you have to use a three-five-two. That is not a defensive formation. You don't have the wingbacks or the personnel to execute that formation to its. Uh, to its uh, to its like most productive, to you its highest need, potential. To its, there yeah. you go. Whatever, I, however you want to want to do it. I still I still feel like Siggy even even with the 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 wrench if you want to call it Zlatan, uh, signing a player like Zlatan a ra- a monkey wrench thrown into the gears, even even what that's like throwing like a supercharger into your gears really is what, is what it's like. It's not a monkey wrench, um, but even with that, he's had plenty of time to figure it out. Like he brought in he brought in the guys he brought in. And he has had plenty of time to figure out what, how he's gonna play, and 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 what he's gonna do. Again, all the time in the world to think about. Tied, unless his hands are tied with the roster decisions, at which point you don't have power. And you know what? If you if if I came into a job and say, hey, here's all these things we're gonna give you, and then I start going, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna utilize this, and I'm gonna utilize that, and they go, oh no, you can't utilize that, but you gave it to me. No, but you can't utilize it, okay? Um, I'm not going to use this thing because I don't think this works for me. Well, you have to, you have to use that. I said, okay, well, then, I, then why did you hire me? If you're going to come in, if you're going to come in and already have 
the way that I have that I have my job, why hire me? If you're gonna because that gonna happens all the time. Me, you're gonna come in and tell me because happens all the time with a lot of teams. We want you to. I know. We want you to fix this here. Here you have all the tools that are at our disposal, uh, or at your disposal, and you go, okay, I, I need that tool. I don't need that tool. No, 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 no. You have to use that tool. You can't use that tool. Say, yeah, okay, but uh, okay, but also but, but also you but also one of the jobs fix, you brought me but, in be to just make it look pretty. But one of the one of what but one of the jobs also for a coach is to be able to handle and manage what he has and what he's been given to put on the field, even if it's been told that he has to use those DPs. He needs to figure a way out. Um, again, I don't think he's a hundred percent at blame of this whole season. There's a lot of players at blame as well. Um, but I, but I, I'm just saying yes. I'm just, that's that's just my argument for what you were saying right now. I, I I don't disagree with Bobby. You're right. It is the coach's job to like figure out what you need to do to make it work with the tools. Imagine you if you have Balotelli, you gotta figure it out, man. You gotta figure but, it out. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, you can actually spin that narrative as well and make the front office the villain. Because if they're saying if if they're saying to themselves, this is not our fault which is exactly what they're thinking. We all know that. They're, they don't take responsibility. This is their shortcomings. They don't take responsibility. They blame everybody else. So they're blaming Siggy. Well, you need to make it work. Yeah, but this team sucks. Well, you're the coach. You need to make them not suck. But they did give him a lot of leniency, and they gave him everything he wanted, though. Did they? I mean, it seemed like it. I mean, it seemed like he built a team up from pretty much scratch from the beginning of the season. I mean, this was Ziggy's team and how well and controlled he is being a coach with this new new up-and-coming team this season. I mean, I, I remember with, those. I, no, remember, no, I, I remember hearing that a lot. Oh, no, and I agree with that. I agree that this was uh, – a, a lot of the players that were brought in were Ziggy's guys. And to, I, me, you know, to me, it seemed like he had a lot of leniency. I mean, a lot of it was seemed to be his decision, at least from the beginning of the season. And I me. agree. And, and so, there's I mean, no reason for me to say that Ziggy is not – does not take part of the blame here. I mean, he obviously had. Um, he should. I'm just have saying had, they didn't tie his hands. I'm just saying they didn't tie his hands because he wasn't. Yeah. But there were, but there were also times that this front office has also. I mean, when they brought in Geo, Bruce Arena and the coaching staff even said, uh, "I don't want this guy." Yeah. I, same thing. No, same thing with Gerard. Same yeah. thing with Gerard. And what did the front office do? And Bruce, being the general manager, that is his. That's his job. Those are his calls. Siggy mm-hmm. was not officially the general manager. They just said, "Look, you have uh, you have control of this," but he wasn't uh, uh, given the the official general manager manager title per se. So they can easily just you know say, "No, nah, we're still going to do this." It didn't really matter anyway because they did that to Bruce Arena. They said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I don't want these players." Well, doesn't matter. We're we're higher than you, and this is the players that we're going to get. So you have to make it work. So yeah, because they, well, because they're they're watching it in marketing sense. They're overriding right. those because in marketing sense for sure. Which was exactly. which is their job though, but which is their job too. Part of it, oh. it is their job, but again, uh, and, and this is where the Zlatan argument comes in. Is well, look, marketing standpoint, it's 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 a beautiful, fantastic signing. On the field, also individually, he's doing great. Does he fit in that system? The answer is probably what? not, at least not for, Siggy, uh, not for the long system? term. But what was Siggy's system? Do we even know what it was? Do we even know, know what this, this mystical thing that was going to work was going to be? We don't know. Even even if they don't sign Zlatan here and they still go, go in with that with that original game plan of going with that 4-5-1 where Kamara's up top being the lone striker where he is the most effective, by the way. 
does it salvage the season? No, so, probably so do, not. So Even do you think it? So you, the answer. so you think it changes the results of our back line, and it, it changes the the way of the uh, the effectiveness is is lackless in the midfield. I four mean, five, come on. Well, I mean, four five one, it would be more crowded. But 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 these guys but these guys have showed to not even be able to go on one on one can't even handle the ball on their feet with the majority of games let's say ninety six percent of the games, I mean it doesn't matter dude. No, you're right, you're right because because um, at the end of the day it's a poorly constructed team, and this goes to the hierarchy because who's the one who's hiring all the scouts who's the one that's hiring the coach to begin with, you could have done so much better at the end of the day. Though Siggy does deserve some blame, he's not the one that we're all, you know. No, and I, on. and I and I and I and the thing is, is I don't think the the blame also goes to bringing in Zlatan because I think he's done more good than bad uh, for oh, no, our no, team. No, 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 uh, so, yeah, so, 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 so I mean, it, it's it's a very it's it's just a huge pool of shit. Yeah, <laughs> that and, and needs think, to get fixed. <laughs> and, I, and I think what what Lewis is trying to say by by you know throwing Zlatan into the mix, is throwing throwing the, the formation, throwing throwing the whole line, everything, the midfield and the back line. I get it, but well, I yeah. just feel like the, the 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 performances from these players has never ever been shown to me that they can even handle that. Right. Ever. Yeah. Even even without if, if Zlatan's not playing like the the games that. Uh, we played well. Well, we run. We've curve. done worse. Yeah, we've done worse, or <laughs> or we don't know. We've done worse defensively in, in those games. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so whatever. so Dominic Kinnear takes over. Uh, he's the interim head coach. Does it change anything? Uh, I don't know. No. I, I don't know. There is. I'm sorry, Bob. Go ahead. No, I was just. Gonna, I was just. This was really fast. I don't know until we see them play. We don't know until we see them play. If we see a complete turnaround, again, it's only one game. If we see a complete turnaround, we'll be like, whoa, was it Ziggy? You okay. know, until, but we have to continue seeing them play throughout. I don't know. And I don't but think any of us knows. The, you, the, have, the thing- you have Dominic's, you have Dom's track record. You have his years yeah, in of course. You have his years in. But he's been there, on the, he's been there on, the, on the practice field this whole time as well. So it's not, like, are- he's, it's not like he's just some, some new guy that just popped in. I mean, he's... He's a part of he's a part of our pedigree already, so it's not like there's going to be a massive difference in gameplay. Right. That, and that well, that's actually what I was one of the things I was going to say. Uh, first, you got to remember that at the very, at the most, this is a sidestep. It's not a step forward; it's a sidestep. You, you have a guy who's already been in the coaching uh, as an assistant coach. He's MLS 1.0. Okay. It's not that he's advanced. He's zero point five, bro. Zero point five. It was beta. I would, say, I, would nah, I would give him. <laughs> I would give him like a one point two, one point three, somewhere around okay. there. Okay. Okay. Right, right. Either way, he's still behind from where the league is the hell are we right talking now. About? I don't know. Those I don't operating know. systems, man. <laughs> I don't get those. Um, and I know Lewis is all. I stay at one point os, two point os, three point os. Once you get to decimals and fractions, it just throws me off. <laughs> You hear, um, I never update those. <laughs> I never update those. It has to be an even point zero. Mm. Um, no, I, I, I don't see how this is going to be any different. I think we all knew that this was actually coming. That Dominic Kinnear. Why bring in a, a, a another head coach if you didn't, if you weren't planning on using him as a head coach in the future? I mean, Chris Klein has said that we're, you know, that we're, we're looking for a uh, a. Uh, a coach and we're going to start the hiring process because no one's been interviewed and they don't have a list. Bullshit. And, um, you know, I, I got to imagine that Dominic Kinnear may be at 
the, uh, the the front of that list because so, he's cheap. Well, but Chris and no, and, this and it question was asked. Anything. This question was asked whether or not whether or not Dominic Kinnear is being considered for for the job for the permanent job. And Chris Klein was a little coy about that. He said, "Well, we haven't had the conversation, but if he feels like he wants to throw his hat in, we'll listen." But it doesn't sound like they're interested. In oh, that sounds like a brush off. Yeah, I that don't sounds know. Like a little brush off. So let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. What is the worst case scenario for the next six games for the Galaxy? They win all of them. They make the playoffs, and they keep Dominic Kinnear. Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst case scenario. Oh, shit. That is for the mom. worst case for me. That's the worst. also the worst case scenario. <laughs> That is um, the worst case scenario for me. I personally don't. I personally don't see any more worst case scenario than us being as bad as we are already. So I mean, there's for me. I mean, I guess I know what you're saying. You know, you don't want Kinnear for next next season. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not there with you guys yet. I'm not seeing it that many months ahead. I right, let's see what the fuck happens next game. That's it. Let's see yeah. if we even win a game in Toronto. Right. Let's hey, see how hey, we even the, play. That's, that's the big thing. Let me tell you that's, that that's threw the, my that's, balls that's, and beers. That threw my balls and beers for a freaking loop. That's the only thing. That's 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 the only thing I would want to say is that like if if they do play well and they play dominant and if we see the changes on the field within the personnel and the players uh, look like you know bright, then we'll know that you know just the environment changed within the team and within the locker room and that may have been it. But we don't know and we'll have to see. And we'll see what we'll do in Toronto. Because, again, I don't know what the fuck is going to so, happen there. <laughs> so, so, so going with what, 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 what you just said about how is this going to change the locker room, well, from what uh, uh, I've heard is that Siggy was actually getting to be unpopular with the characters and Dominic Kinnear was That's very not popular a surprise. With, 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 with the players. So With the characters. I like, no, I like the characters. <laughs> not characters. Yes. Characters is better. We do have a cast of characters, um, but no. Uh, the, uh, apparently, the 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 team really likes Dominic Kinnear. So maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you see not just a coach's bump when, yeah. when when someone is hired, and maybe they respond to him. Maybe they're mm-hmm. they're willing to get more motivated or to play for him. And maybe Siggy lost that locker room. Um, we don't know. I mean, when when the Galaxy announced that uh, Siggy had resigned. Uh, you had a few players liking that post. Former yeah. players as well. Uh, you had Van Damme liking that post. You had Jao Pedro uh, liking that post. Um, who else? There was another one. I don't, I don't recall else. another one, but I, I do remember Jao, Joao and and Yellow Van Damme. Like, yeah, both, so, they, like, they liked the post. On <laughs> yeah, they liked the post that, that Siggy had resigned. So, um, yeah, the, the the players obviously weren't responding to, to Siggy for whatever reason. Uh, I, we've been I, I've been hearing that it's it's it was um, I don't know maybe the it was the the coaching style the coaching attitude that they they weren't responding, uh, but they seemed to like Dominic Kinnear. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, it, so it, I, is, is I, it possible? I have a feel, yeah, I feel like I there know. will be a little bit of a bump, um, slightly, but I don't know if it's enough to do anything. So we'll Does see. It, <laughs> but but let's be honest. If, if we all can agree, and, and the thing is, is that around the MLS community, when the news broke out, I think it was Taylor Twelman who broke the news. Yeah. Um, when when news broke out, and all the you know all the MLS journalists and everyone in the MLS community and everyone on MLS Twitter. Uh, started tweeting, the majority of those 
people knew that Siggy wasn't the problem. They oh, yeah. knew that there was something more than that, and they're and they're directing it to the front office. So it's, here's, it's almost like it's almost like MLS's biggest open secret that right exactly that there's an issue there's an issue with the front office, and one of the things that struck me as as being like it struck me really hard was that according to Paul Tonario, who wrote uh, an article about this in the in the Athletic, his his feeling is that the GM job or the front office job or the head coaching job is not even a, for the LA galaxy is not even a desirable job anymore around the MLS circles. Well, why would it be? How crazy is that? That you're like, Hey, you want to go coach the most, the most successful club in, in league history. Oh, in LA. And some people are going to be like, nah, I've heard bad things about that place. Right, and that crazy, says a lot about the organization. How, how bad has Chris Klein and Pete Vianis and, and company screwed this team's culture up so bad, so much that there's other people around MLS going like, nah, you know what, maybe maybe Minnesota sounds more attractive than than LA. Yeah, and 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 that's the sad part of it, is that at the end of the day, and this was going to be my next point, does it matter who the next coach is? Enter your dream fantasy coach. Enter Pep, Mourinho, uh, Van Gaal, Zidane. Zidane, all these coaches. Let's say the Galaxy hire them. If the front office is going to fucking handicap them by stepping in, signing players that the coaches don't want, or at least don't discuss it, and oh, actually, it may not even matter. I'm going to run this by you. I'm not really asking for your opinion. I'm going to do it anyway. Who's going to, I mean, and they take the job. You think that's going to change? You think, I mean, they may get a, a, a win a, a win or two more here and there, but you think that we're going to get back to where all of us want to be? I, I no. think a lot of I think a lot of this stuff is going to stop. I think a lot of it is going to stop. It, it seems like they're going to relocate Bayanis again. Um, Karowski might be off. That's the problem. If you're just do. relocating a person who is directly involved, I, I don't, I don't want to say debacle. I don't want to say the galaxy is like the Catholic Church, but what? <laughs> you know, um, but I just did. But I just did. So, <laughs> so again, we don't have to go over this again and again and again. I don't want to talk about all the mm-hmm. usual MLS suspects, Burhalter and all those guys. Um, Scoloto's being thrown around. I know Lewis. That that gives you. A little bit of a of a smile because you've been saying this for what two years, three years. I've been saying it, uh, I believe, for two years now. I think I I first said it um, right before the very first Super Pod, and that was at the end of the 2016 season. So uh, knowing that Bruce Arena was gone, I think that's when I said that's my dream pick to yeah, get so us to win that, there. That, that one's been going on for a while, um, which is which is interesting that it's suddenly picking up steam. Um, and for the U.S. national team job, I think because he's, I think because he's shown success, he's had success. He knows the league, and he's, you know, he he sort of checks a lot of boxes. He's coached abroad. He's coaching Argentina. He, you know, that that MLS pipeline is is well and oiled now. Um, he's played which in MLS. Is, he speaks which, English, which is all the things that I've been saying for two years as yeah. to why he would be More. almost a, a perfect fit uh, for the Galaxy. Um, for the or, or really job. for any MLS team, for any MLS team, yeah, you're for right. Any MLS team, I, I would think. So I, let me I ask agree. you. So, so, so then, so then, here's a few names that I've been throwing out around. 
they've been throwing around, and, and one of them is near and dear to us, and the other one is is an interesting pick. And I want to ask Bobby's opinion on this. Bobby, what do you think about Thierry Henry? Huh. I don't know. He was on the opposite side of his country last World Cup, so I don't know if we could <laughs> trust him. He'd be well. He'd be on the opposite side of his of his uh, MLS, MLS team. Yeah, his MLS team. I know. Mm. Then he'd be working in our advantage. Um, I, you know, he I like Thierry Henry. The, he was also on the law lo- on the losing side of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I like Thierry <laughs> Henry. Um, I think he knows enough about the MLS to be able to handle the job. Um, I think he's very. I, every time I hear about Thierry Henry, when it comes to uh, younger players talking about him, uh, they they really really uh, go crazy about how he's a great mentor and all that stuff. So, if he can be that way with a team with a team for us, that'd be that'd be great. I'd be I'm, I'm all I'm all in for that. Yeah, I am. Henry be a good pick, Lewis. Uh, before I, I state my opinion, I didn't hear anything Bobby said aside oh. from the MLS. <laughs> well, you're gonna I listen to the you'll listen to the show Henry. later. You'll listen to the show later. You. That's all I heard. No, no, I'm using. I also blacked out. I also I blacked stopped. out when I heard yeah, the I MLS. Out. I heard the MLS. I don't have to hear this guy's opinion anymore. Um, <laughs> Shut up, Dick. <laughs> uh, okay, t- uh, theory on radio. Okay, so if <laughs> this is a name. This is a name that uh, again has no coaching experience uh, aside from assistant coach uh, in the World Cup, which is you know that's a pretty good uh, uh, you know slot to put on your resume. There, um, he has played in the league. Obviously, we know that he was a great player, and his IQ is was far beyond MLS. So it's possible that this could be an interesting pick, and this seems like a move that the Galaxy would do because Europe and big name. Um, I'm not entirely against it, but I'm, I wouldn't be so hyped up for it either since there's no really experience there, to yeah, be honest. For, for, me, for me, it's an experience thing. I think if you, I think if I heard that Thierry Henry was going to be the head coach of Miami, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm down to see how that goes. I think if Thierry Henry is the head coach of, um, uh, what, what's the other team that needs a coach right now? Um, David. I just hear David. Yeah, you know, like if do. if my uh, son's uh, team needs a coach, I, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I would I would love for that to happen. Uh, That'd be awesome. No, of course but, it'd be awesome. But you know what I'm all, saying. In all seriousness, like the, Gal- <laughs> the Galaxy job is going to come with it with a lot of pressure. I think if Thierry Henry were, were named head coach for the 2017 season, I think that would give uh, a lot of Galaxy fans joy because that would, and, and patience more than anything else. I think that that would build patience. But going into 2019, you got Zlatan on his last year. You have uh, a team that, you know, the, there are some contracts the last uh, seasons for, for the DPs. It's MLS Cup or bust for 2019. And I think that's a really bad situation for a first-year head coach to come into. That I mean, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say, is that if you're expecting that big turnaround from a rookie coach, oh, no. that's, asking, that's asking a lot. And again, it goes back down. If, if, if Henri is your dream pick, and the scenario that you're putting in, oh, it'll rejuvenate the fan base, and you know he's a mentor, and, and, the, and the players will look up to him because he's, he's played in the World Cup, and... And he's playing the league, so he understands and all that fun stuff. And that's great. But the cancer within the organization is still 
there. And there's no way that Henri, and like I said, he what David's scenario, that is the cancer right there. You could just stepped into a fucked up situation. Not his fault. So you're you're kind of you're not set up to fail, but when you do, it's gonna be massive. And that's unfair. It sucks. It doesn't matter who you put in there as long as Klein and company continue to run this team. I don't think you're gonna see that success anywhere. Especially if they're not going to give whatever coach is coming in real control, full control. We have heard from several uh, people that obviously we're going to keep nameless here for obvious reasons. Within the organization, and it's not not a Joe Schmo answering the telephone. It's not some guy, you know, cleaning the the, uh, office bathrooms. These are recognizable names within the organization that we have heard. Chris Klein has no fucking idea what he's doing. He is destroying this club. I mean, it's not. I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. And they're powerless. Why? Because he's a top guy. Like, how are you going to fire him? And the one guy who has the power to fire him, he's completely oblivious as to what's going on. Yeah, he's got other things to worry about. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like... um, as long Look, as long as Klein keeps selling those tickets and selling those jerseys, it's not going to make much of a difference. So you... You know, I I don't really know what what the solution for him is. But I have one more coach pick before we move on. Um, And this one I've heard a lot. And this one I I have a little bit of a different opinion on. Uh, Louis, what do you think about Robbie Keane? I liked him as a player. I have no idea what would qualify him to be a coach. He doesn't even have the temperament to be a coach, man. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people on, on social media have been saying, oh, you know, Robbie Keane as a coach, and they would love for that to happen. And I'm over here thinking, okay, you guys got pissed off at Curtin Awful because <laughs> his resume was weak. And he was mediocre at best, and he couldn't cut it, and the experience just wasn't good to... to to give the keys to the most successful franchise in MLS. But now you're going to give it to a guy who's coaching, whose resume is I coach in Calcutta. And I also play on the team. And I also he's, play on the he's team. He's a player coach. Yeah, he's yeah. a player coach. I don't understand the logic there. I know yeah. that he's a legend. I know that he's beloved by over what he did. And I don't take that away from him. Does that qualify him to be the Galaxy coach? Absolutely not. Not in, in no way, shape, or form. I think that no. Robbie Keane qualified to be a, a not coach a good in, idea. Hey, maybe I'm completely wrong here, but I want to say, but I'm going to pull a Bobby here. I want to see evidence. I want to see what his resume looks like before you well, hand him well, the that's keys. Exactly, the well, that's exactly why I said Scalotto is fine for MLS because he has coaching experience on the club level and he's aware of the league. I, I'm not okay or I'm less okay with him being the coach for the United States because he doesn't have experience at the international level. So, uh, I mean, it kind of plays the same way here. If Keane moves up and he starts little by little, you know, getting more pedigree and he starts moving up to better leagues, whether that's, you know, maybe it's a Division II side in like, you know, wherever, in France or Portugal, and you start getting into Scandinavian leagues and he's doing well, then, hey, you know what? Bring him over. Then I would have no problem. But until then, yeah, I mean, he has no qualifications for him to be uh, head coach of the Galaxy. I'm sorry. I think realistically, 
top of the list, Burhalter. Um, and, and it goes because guess what? Uh, one of Klein's friends, yeah. Caleb Porter. Guess what? One of Klein's friends. There's a theme here, guys. So <laughs> um, that's what's gonna happen. And why? Why would that be possible? Because as David said, no one's gonna want to come over here unless you're a friend. And that's exactly what's gonna happen. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, but it is know, what it if, is. If, if Klein's gonna keep putting his friends in jobs and then having to fire him, he's gonna run out of friends. <laughs> so, if, so we just have to wait it out. We just, yeah, exactly. We just have to wait <laughs> it out. Um, well, yeah. I, I I mean, it's all it's all reset now. I mean, you know, we have we have Toronto coming up. We have uh, Seattle. We're hosting Seattle. We're hosting Vancouver. We're going to Kansas City, a tough place to play. We're going to Minnesota, and we're going to host the Houston Dynamo. I don't know if Dominic Kinnear has enough juice to squeeze anything out of this team. Uh, as I said, as Lewis, as you pointed out, my worst case scenario is they convincingly win all six games and they make the playoffs and they keep Dominic Kinnear for next year. I don't see that happening because there's just too many teams that are going to be um, – that are going to be fighting for playoff spots here or fighting for, for seeding. I don't see the Galaxy doing a complete one. I mean, you know, Dominic Kinnear still has that same defense to work with. So I don't see him getting those results. But we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're, we're going to find out really soon. We'll, we'll see what the Dominic Kinnear, you know, mini era is going to bring us in a couple of days. So there's that's, that's there's that. no more excuses. You, you can't say it was the coach because now you got a new coach. Um, if they come out um, flat the way they did against uh, uh, Seattle, um, if you, you if you lose that game, this is another this is yet another must win game. So the players should know this. What kind of attitude will they have? Will they have that rejuvenated um, you know pride that because um, we saw that they had their heads down in RSL? Does Dominic Kinnear get them back up? Um, Last week, Christian Miles says, "I don't think so. I think this team is done. I think that uh, that they're deflated. I think the 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 back to back, well, not back to back, but I mean th- those two losses just really took its toll. And I think they know that the season is done. Uh, now it's Dominic's job to to get in there and try to convince them that the season is not over. And look, the season is not over. They are three points behind. It's only one game, and they have six left. It's." Very, very possible. But yes, you're going to need results in f- at least five of these six games. And by results, I mean wins. Um, two of those games have to be against Seattle and Vancouver. Those are the absolute must-win games because those are the two um, teams that you are fighting for that final spot for. But the, the schedule doesn't do them any favors. And I think it's just the performances that really has us down. Um, I still stand by uh, the Galaxy don't make the playoffs. And um, this offseason... Oh, it's a long shot. It's a long shot. <laughs> it's a long shot. It, it is a long, long shot, shot based on... It can uh, happen, but so, it's a long shot. Yeah. So... <sighs> well, all, all right. right. Well, that's it. That's it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode 129. I'm here with David and Lewis. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening, guys. And this is Bobby. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. 
hit that subscribe button and we'll see you in the next episode.